Welcome to The Third Space. I'm Kevin Weir. And I'm Jeremy Verkley. Oh. Alright. Uh, what? You do, You just... Like, we're here to do a podcast? Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. do the podcast. Okay. Yeah, like, we're ready to do that, like, now? Like we're, yeah, I'm ready. Okay, it's just... Okay, well, we I mean, we can get... Alright, look. Are you trying to seduce me? No, Kevin. I'm sick. Oh. Look, I don't want to kiss you if you're sick. <sighs> just start the podcast. Welcome to a quiet podcast. Well, yeah, we'll see how long you last on that. Oh, yeah. Hey, I, I will be quiet. All right. So Jeremy is sick. Yes. Yeah. It turns out there was truth in our lives. Uh, and what we're going to do here is that I'm going to attempt to match him. So it's not just me shouting and bouncing off the wall behind him because there's no way that will work. I mean, it, it would work just poorly. <laughs> yes, it would work poorly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I am sick. This is the best I have sounded for yeah. the last three, four days. Which, which is a good thing that we decided to record today. Yeah. yeah. You could have pushed one more day, I guess, if I knew <laughs> that you were sick, but it wasn't until you arrived that you told me. Well, I mean, this is like leaps and bounds better than I was. So for all, and for all we know, maybe tomorrow you'll have a relapse. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta step up and take this chance. <laughs> we gotta do it now. We gotta get we got that. one opportunity. <laughs> one shot. To mom's spaghetti all over the place. All over the place, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just everywhere. How does spaghetti get everywhere? Hey, mom, why you cook it like that? <laughs> mom, why do you cook spaghetti by putting it on a ceiling fan? Why you do that? That's how I dry it out. That's not a good way to serve it. You put butter on top of the ceiling fan no. and they just spit it around. That'll just make the pasta slide off. Look, little boy, you eat my pasta. No, it's full of ceiling fan dust. <laughs> I am your mother. You eat my pasta. Sneak away. <laughs> Uh, so I guess get ready for a very NPR episode as we're talking into these talking yeah, to these I, mics. I guess very if all the regular shouting usually makes you anxious. This is the episode for you, and and maybe it's a good episode to do that in, uh, considering our topic is it's a very quiet one. How can a topic be quiet, Kevin? Well, Jeremy. How is that even possible? How is it possible? Well, you let me paint you a word picture. All right. You're in a house. Right. You're sneaking in that house. I'm sneaking in the house. You're trying to maybe steal something or kill someone or just want to get from one side of the house to the other side of the house. Okay. There's a few reasons to be inside that house. All right. But inside that house. I'm going to choose nachos. There's another person. There's nachos in that house. Yeah. And you want those nachos. I want that they're good nachos. Mm, those are some good nachos. Three cheese blend. They're uh, three cheeses and they're all blended together. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's what those what are you saying? You want those nachos. But to get to them, there's a person in the way. Yeah. They're they're pacing in a very regular form, like you can tell what their path is. They were moving in a pattern. They're moving in a pattern, if you will. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like they were programmed to do it. Okay. So you have to get to them, but you have to use one specific thing to get to them. What's that? Stealth mechanics. Oh. When you say stealth mechanics, Kevin, you're not talking about, like, a black jet? No. Stealth bomber? <laughs> oh, that, that's what you're going to go with. I was thinking of, like, a mechanic to fix your car, but it's very sneaky. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I fixed your car. <laughs> you're welcome. You do not need a whisper more. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just telling you that right now. Yeah. You do not need to whisper more. Okay. I mean, I'm not whispering. Mm. That's the secret, Kevin. People would disagree. <laughs> you're you're just barely registering on our. Uh, I'm as close device. to this microphone as I can. Do you not get. get closer? It just makes it like yeah. more, <laughs> more bassy, more mm. bassy. Uh, <laughs> no, we're going to be talking about stealth mechanics. That is people who, in fact, fix your car and sneak up behind you to let you know it's fixed. No, we're not, Kevin. Stop pulling the good listeners' legs. Uh, we're going to talk about stealth mechanics from video games. Yeah, that's true. We are going to talk about stealth mechanics from video games. What if they were always on for the real world? Yeah. So Because you can't turn that shit off? No, you can't. I mean, in video games, you can't turn that shit off either. Nope. No, there's very specific things you can do that you will become either absolutely visible or... I guess brains are wired differently. Our our technique, our tactic, our plan for this episode is to try to essentially figure out what would human beings actually be like if their brains were wired in the way the stealth mechanics work in video games. Right, so let's go over some common stealth mechanics. One, you enter a bush. You're invisible. That is probably the most common stealth mechanic. Because, or tall grass. Yeah, the, the, the high vegetation. <laughs> Uh, man, the vegetation's just so it's high. so high. Oh, man. The vegetation, man, it's thinking about, like, where it's going to go in the future. But is the future real? The future isn't real until it happens, man. Man, before that, the future is just, like, an opinion, man. Yeah, so, tall vegetation. <laughs> tall vegetation. You're invisible in. Yeah. Unless uh, somebody sees you go into it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty yeah. much the rule. That, yeah. And that pops up in games that even aren't, like, stealth games. That pops yeah. up in games that have, like, a stealth section, because that, those are always fun in a game that's not a stealth game. Oh, yeah, everybody loves those. I loves those. I see where they come from for a lot of things, but the only game I've ever seen do stealth mechanics, like, a stealth section in a game that's not predominantly stealth well, was actually the Spider-Man game. And that game still had, like, stealth mechanics for Spider-Man. Yeah. I just like the, the times where he plays the other characters sneaking around because hmm. he gave a good scale of the enemies. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't just, hey, I'll remember all this cool stuff you're doing the rest of the game. Now you can't do that. Yeah. And instead, let's, get in this bush. let's switch up the gameplay of this game by removing everything you can do that's cool. <laughs> and instead, we gave you a bush. That's right. Feel fear. When you get caught, it's game over, man. You can't even run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a cutscene where you stop and I don't know. There's get a hit flashlight by. on you. You just go, oh man, oh jeez. I like the games that do that, where that's not this is kind of a game over. It just like like they put you back in the hole again. Yeah. They're like, well, how'd you get out? Get back into jail yeah. cell, and you're like, oh shucks, all right. I'll no, do we'll that. put you in the exact same jail cell. It's impregnable now that you've gotten out once. <laughs> We won't even look to see how you got out last time. Yeah. <laughs> so you do the exact same thing again. They catch you again. And they're like, oh, why do you keep doing this? One of these days, we're going to figure out how you're getting out of there. But not today. Today, we're playing cards. <laughs> Go fish. Go fish. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's one of them. And then we're also going to be including, I guess, blinder vision. <laughs> <laughs> what do you consider blinder vision? Well, like... You know, you walk right in front of somebody. Yeah. You know, exclamation point. Yeah. There, you're visible. Yeah. But on the edges, it takes like a few seconds for somebody to notice you. Well, yeah, I was going to go off of the um, it takes a while yeah. idea where like essentially there's a bar that fills up as they're staring straight at you. To be very clear, 
no one can see this bar. No one can see this bar. No, it's not a real bar. Yeah. Um, it's the idea that I guess every human being in this universe cannot recognize anyone straight away. Yeah. So well, they, unless they're right in front of them. Um, a lot of, some games don't even have right in front yeah, of them. Yeah, but a lot of games do. Okay. If we're taking all of them, yeah. then I think the right in front has to be like instant, but like periphery vision. No, you got to wait. I mean, I mean, people do kind of work that way a little bit, where if you see someone in your peripheries and you... But the, the weirdest part is that it's not that you don't recognize them. It's you don't recognize a person is there. Yeah. Because yeah. because the other... Cause, it's, not, it's not like if you were standing to my left, I'd be like, somebody's beside me and I don't know who it is. Yeah. It's, it's oh, God, now there's somebody beside me. <laughs> well, it would be the idea of someone's in periphery and you're just sort of like, is there someone there? And you're not looking at them. You don't yeah. turn to look at them. You're just looking straight forward. It's like, someone there? there? Is someone in my periphery? Hmm. Is someone there? I better turn to check Maybe it out. I'll slightly turn my head and... No, they're no, gone. No, All right. okay. Okay. We're fine. <laughs> I guess there's no one there. Hmm. Nobody's stealing my nachos. <laughs> is that the canonical uh, big big get? Is look, nachos? Look, look, Kevin. I'm sick. I can't eat anything. So it's nachos. Let, let me imagine nachos. Nachos is your desire. And nachos is my desire. Please tell me more about these nachos. Because uh, I will tell you about my nachos, and I'm sure everyone will hate them. That's nacho chips and cheese. Yeah, that's not great. It's not nachos either. Mine are actually <laughs> pretty simple. Yeah. Layer of nachos. Okay. Layer of ground beef seasoned with Cajun seasoning. I think it's if, you can't, if you can't get that, then just salt and pepper. Yeah. And then... Some fresh cut green onions, cheese, another layer of chips, meat, cheese, and then you bake it and fresh tomatoes on top. Cool. Yeah. 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 We found the ground beef. That seems cool. Yeah. My my roommate uh, bought a, uh, she was making cupcakes and she was making a marshmallow. Was she uh, making nacho flavored cupcakes? That was the sound of my soul escaping my body because that is I was just very looking, weird. I was just looking for a more you know complete segue. Well, no, the segue is of the weird of, of eating things. Okay, yeah. So she was she went grocery shopping. She was making um, marshmallow like flavored icing for the cupcakes. Yeah, cupcakes are very good. Uh, but now there's just a tub of marshmallow fluff in the in the like. Yeah, what are you going to use that for? Um, I kind of want to like see like can I spread this like peanut butter? <laughs> can I put this on a sandwich? I mean, you could. I don't feel like that would be good. Probably not. Doesn't mean you can't do it though. But isn't there a sandwich that is like marshmallow, like marshmallow and peanut butter? Maybe I don't know. I, Kevin, my food experience when I was a child was very vanilla. <laughs> Later on, when I was in university, I went to Cora's with somebody breakfast place. Yeah. Um, and uh, they ordered. A side of bacon and be and peanut butter, okay. and it blew my mind. <laughs> and they like eat, put the peanut butter on the bacon. Yeah, they spread I, the peanut butter on the bacon. I guess I've seen people do that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salty on salty. Okay, I guess. Okay, I guess you could say that that food snuck past you. Uh, sure. Okay, you could say that. Hey, that's my segue back to the topic. Yeah, I gotcha. Look, we have to somehow keep the energy up despite <laughs> the fact that the two of us are talking like. I don't know, a snipe. I feel like we're talking like we're at a cafe and there's other people around us and it's a really private conversation. Well, it's not even like it's a private conversation. It's just like, I don't really want other people hearing me, you know, say, say these words. 
What if it becomes a private? Oh, conversation? this is your embarrassed voice. Well, nothing, nothing makes someone. I'm sorry, I'm giving you a boner, Kevin. Nothing makes someone. We already, we already did that in the intro. I know. Um, it nothing makes someone listen to you harder than when you're talking loud. Then go to soft. Yeah, it's the Al Pacino technique. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh. <laughs> okay, so we've got tall vegetation. Tall vegetation. Blinder vision. Blinder vision. And what else? Switching clothes. Okay. In 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 Hitman All specifically. Right. Yeah. Um, I guess this is disguises. Yeah, it's disguises, but no, but it's specifically that people in this world only only recognize you by your clothes. I know. I guess they could recognize you without your clothes. Yes. Like if you were sneaking around. Yeah. In your shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. And somebody saw you and caught you, and you're like, "Dang it!" And you came back and you were naked. They would still know it's you. Um. I think you would have you you do have to put on a new set of clothes. I think in Hitman there's one moment where you can wear a towel and that's technically a costume. Yeah, that's fine because you go to a spa. That is a new new article of clothing. <laughs> but if you're completely naked, they're like you're like those other people. Wait, you were just here. You were just here. Damn it! I thought streaking would be my way out. <laughs> oh dang it! Uh, yeah, well, I, I didn't think running around naked through. <laughs> Now everyone's just looking at me. Stop looking at me. Stop looking at my tangle tangle. Stop. Stop looking at my bangs. Stop. Stop looking at my flipper flopper. Stop looking at my penis. That one wasn't as fun. Why did he do that one? Marshmallow pudding. Oh, God. Um... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> did you did you think this episode was going to be less gross? No, I, I you were wrong. I, my favorite thing is that I feel like it gets grosser when we do it at this lower volume. It's more intimate. It's more intimate. You can feel us like whispering, the, just this right into your ear canal. <laughs> we're just stuffing that ear canal with our sounds. Yeah, yeah. Get right in there. <laughs> okay, so there's there's changing clothes. Yeah, specifically changing, I guess, disguises. I just I have something the way that people would be. Just from this. Yeah. Everybody has a signature outfit. Well, yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I I think also the idea that is that I have to think more about about the Hitman games. And later ones, there are people who can recognize you in those outfits and not those people. So I guess if someone's familiar with you, yeah. then it's fine. But if, but if literally if someone sees you and goes, hang on, is that guy supposed to be here? Then you leave and put on different clothes. They're like, that's a different person. That's different. <laughs> Despite the fact that you are a well-toned, bald man with a barcode on the back of your head. They're like, no, that's a different person. Well, that's because before there was a chef. I was like, I'm not sure if that chef is supposed to be here, but this janitor is obviously <laughs> supposed to be here, Kevin. I'm not sure if that chef with a barcode on the back of his head is supposed to be here, but that janitor with a barcode on the back of his head, he's that, supposed to be here. That tracks. It must be a weird birthmark. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what the kids are doing now? The game barcode. He must be into like cyberpunk or something. <laughs> I read Neuromancer when I was young. Says this manager of the restaurant. I guess. Yeah, I guess he's also only Pre- talking protecting to his nachos. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make sure no one can get my nachos and their secret sauce. And these nachos have no sauce. That's the secret. <laughs> these nachos are very dry. No. Nah. They're just full of grease, Kevin. <laughs> grease isn't a sauce. Just cheese grease. Is salsa a sauce? Salsa specifically means sauce. Yeah, that's what means. Salsa is a sauce. Salt. No, salsa. Like the definition of salsa. Yeah. Sauce. 
okay. Yeah. That's what I mean. So that means that, that a nacho without any sauce in it would be without salsa. Yes. Yeah, okay. Salsa's for squares. Sour cream all the way. <laughs> At what point in our podcast about world building and specifically now talking about cell mechanics did this become a nacho cast? Well, Kevin... It's been three years, and it's taken me a long time to get to this point. <laughs> I've had to explain tubers to you twice. No, oh, you've only had to explain it once. No, no, no. I did it like 100 episodes ago, too. You did? Yeah. Okay. But did you just say the word tuber without any context? No. Mm. I didn't. So I've had to explain that to you twice. <laughs> we've, also made, we've also made the emotional stakes joke three times. Yes. It's all been leading up to this point. The third space nacho cast. So this is the reason we started all of this, is so we can talk about nachos. Yeah, because you can't just talk about nachos. You need a three-year run-up. <laughs> I mean, or else people will be will be shocked and scared by this. How, how, how can we talk about nachos? They don't know, they don't know you. You don't know them. <laughs> you have to have a personal relationship with, with someone before you can talk about nachos. Look, nachos really get to the heart of a person. <laughs> because it bypasses it as it goes on the way to the stomach. That's right. Speaking of bypass, I guess... <laughs> Speaking of bypasses, bypass. surgery. Uh, <laughs> a surgery cast. Uh, no, yeah, so we have... Changing clothes. Changing clothes is another one. Yeah. Now, uh, crowds. Yeah. Yep. If you sat in a crowd, which means the way the human brain has to function is not to see individuals in a crowd, is that once people clump up together, they're all just one mass. It's it's swarm rules from D&D. Swarm rules from D&D. Yeah. They're no longer a bunch of different people. They're one people. <laughs> yeah, that is no longer Todd and Jace and Penny and Monica and Chandler and Ross and Phoebe. And what's the last one? Jeremy. Joey. Oh, so I guess there's Joey. And then what's the last one? It's a woman. Uh, Rachel. Yeah, there you go. All right. We did all the friends. And uh, Newman. And, and Seinfeld. And Kramer. <laughs> but not George. He wasn't invited. No. no, that's just a group of sitcom characters. <laughs> You're describing this group of sitcom characters. Yeah. This would mean... I think this is the one that would make so many fundamental differences to the way human beings are if our brain is, is put that way. Because that means that it's so hard to find anybody in a crowd. I mean, I haven't said this for a long time, Kevin. Yeah. But I feel like people just die. <laughs> why Why would not being able to pick out people in a crowd mean... Okay. Here's, here's, we take all these here's things the together. thing. Here's yes. the thing, Kevin. Yeah. All these things together. Yeah. Let's say you're in the ancient past. Yes. You're going on a hunt. Yeah. You go with the team. You're yeah. all hiding from the prey. You don't know where anyone else on your team is. Okay, no, but but I mean, that's what happens usually with, like, with hunting anyways, is that people... Yeah, but here's here's the thing. Yeah. In our world, without stealth mechanics, yeah. you have the knowledge of where people should be. In this game, with the stealth mechanics, you don't. I mean, you do have for, for a little while, at least. If you watch them go into the bushes... Yeah, but you, you can know. only watch one other person, Kevin. No, you can watch a bunch of people go into the bushes. Well, only if they're going into the same bush. <laughs> I don't think there's any mechanics saying I'm just, I'm just saying that it's harder for people to coordinate that sort of hunt. Well, I mean, yes. Essentially, what it would have to be... Is that you have someone who's like the hunt master who knows where everyone is. Yeah. And like he's got two flags. Yeah, watch them go into bushes. Yeah. And he's like, once you stand up in the bush, you're now visible. Yeah. Which means you can break invisibility for a second to like 
Which one's going to still how stealth? Right, but unless and unless the person is either watching you go into that bush and knows that you're in that bush, yeah, or is looking directly at you, yeah. Look, you you can't go to a different bush. No, no, you can't go to. This a different is your bush. bush. You're married to it. Before before every hunt, everyone looks at each other so they know all the all the clothes that they're wearing. Yeah. Also, once again, if you know that person and know who should be there, you can detect if someone shouldn't be there. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a little bit. Well, that's why everybody wears signature outfits. Yes. That's why everyone is like a cartoon character from the 90s. Yeah, yeah. You have a signature coat you're going to wear. The, yeah. <laughs> once again, if they know you as a person, if they know you long enough, you they, they can recognize you in any clothes. Right. Yeah. I got that, but it's still just simpler. Uh, yeah, I guess. To have a signature look. Sure. I mean, hey, fashion might just be a lot more important because you want to make sure that you stand out in a crowd. I guess that's true, but you can't. Yeah, I know. It's impossible. I know, it's impossible. It's a futile effort. But you can stand next to a crowd and stand out. I guess that's true, but if that crowd moves over... I'll say probably the definition of a crowd, because you have to define a crowd. I'm going to use the Assassin's Creed logic. There's three people all standing within, like, seven meters of each other. That's a lot of space. I think I think that's I mean how how close do you stand some stand someone when you talk to them? I mean you're saying three people within seven meters of each other, Kevin. That yeah. means that they could be one person, three meters, one person, three meters, one person. No, sorry. I guess I, I guess the proper thing should be like a seven meter square. Okay. Think of it like a that D&D still board. works though. Think of it like a D and D board. I'm I'm just saying like person at the beginning of the seven meters, yeah. three meters person, three, four meters person. Like okay. that's seven meters. Okay, then how... how oh, I, I said meters, didn't I? Yeah. I'm really meaning feet. Okay, yeah, that's significantly smaller. <laughs> I just kept saying meters over and over again. Yeah. I meant feet. I definitely meant feet. Okay, yeah, no, that is a much more condensed no, clump of people. No, seven meters square is insane. Yeah. <laughs> you be in the same house as someone makes you it undetectable. If I enter this house, it's a crowd. No one will know. Okay, so it's so it's three people standing in a, a seven foot square. Yeah. Does that seem about fair? Yeah, because I don't think I don't yeah, think, I, I think I think I think three people, maybe four. Yeah, but then I think the idea is that obviously the as you add people onto that, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, I mean. You can blend into a crowd of three people, you becoming the fourth person in yeah. that space, but it's pretty easy to deal with four people still. Yeah, you can also you can also blend into a crowd of two people, uh, two people by becoming the third person. It's, but yeah, at that point, yeah. they would recognize there's like like even if they cannot recognize who you are, being in the crowd. Yeah, they can say there's three people. One of them is the guy. Well, well and not only this. Actually, hold on. Being in a crowd, you can see who's in the crowd. Yeah. Which means that the way to get around the fact that crowds blind is, is that it becomes like an extra dimension where you have to enter the crowd and all of a sudden all these like blank faces become people. And you're like, I can see everyone now. Right. But you probably can only see up to seven feet away. No, I think, I think. I don't. Well, think think about like. The way it works in Assassin's Creed is that, that each crowd is like its own ecosystem. <laughs> I got I got you. I see where yeah. you're coming from. So I don't think it's a seven feet away. I, thing. I see where you're coming from, Kevin. Yeah. But if we're in a concert or yeah. like really huge gathering, you know, like yeah. a sports game where there's 20,000 people. Yeah. Right? Your vision does not become superhumanly better. You cannot see each individual person well, in the crowd, right? No, no. So that's why I'm saying but, like but, there's still a limit based on vision. But consciously in your head, you, you know, yes, the, your vision is still your vision. Yeah. But consciously you can detect different people. 
So if you are tall enough and are standing on a box in a crowd, you can see everyone in the crowd. You can, you're not, no, you, you don't look out there and are aware of each individual person. But yeah. at, that, at that point, you are a person in our world. I mean, I just wanted, no longer have I those... just wanted to stop people from being like, we don't need telescopes. We just need really long crowds. <laughs> but, but I think you were the only one thinking that way because you're drugged out of your mind. I am pretty drugged out of my mind. I don't know if anyone else was thinking, ah, oh, yes, when you enter a crowd, you can see anyone in the crowd. That's what you said, though. No, I said when you enter a crowd, that whole, like, blind thing, when you look in a crowd, you only see, like... Yeah, it disappears. Gener- yeah, it disappears, and you can just see in the crowd. Yeah. You're just part of it. And then I think if there's a gap in the crowd, like, let's say a seven-foot gap. Yeah. Then yeah. that's a different crowd. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, which which means that if, <coughs> if there's a, a seven foot gap, which means that anyone on the other side, you can't see them. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. This does this does do some weird stuff, like weird, very specific things. I have a question. Yeah. Are people the only things that can become a crowd? Uh, I think, like, if you're in rush hour, there's it's packed. Every, like lots of cars around you and you're all within seven feet of each other does that become a crowd i mean i don't think you can be within seven feet of each other in the cars but well also, you could be person in front of you two people to the side i think what it is is that it's of like so the idea being that like so um, then cars could uh cars are living creatures though but you just said of like yeah but they're not do living. they have to be the same model no, I think human. I think human beings can distinguish cars, okay, because they're objects. Yeah, it's like if I took. If oh, but I, wait! If I took three, wait, Kevin. if I took three salt shakers and put a red mark on one of them and put three of them right next to each other, you'd be able to see that one of them is a different salt. There shaker. is something we have to bring up because it's a stealth mechanic. Yes, and that is getting into cars or vehicles. Yes, we will bring that yeah. up. <laughs> so they could, they couldn't recognize you anymore, but they could say that person went into that car. Um, if. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, Watch Dogs has this mechanic. You know, there's a lot of these other stealth mechanics yeah. uh, where you can hide in a car. So the mm-hmm. idea being that you turn the car off and slouch down and then you are effectively invisible. Yeah, you're in a bush. You're in a bush, effectively. Mm-hmm. A, car mm-hmm. just a, a car is just a bush. A yeah. car is just a moving bush, Kevin. Just a moving bush. You'll see, way back in uh, the 1900s, uh, Henry Ford was like, what if we took this bush and made this bush move? You see, but Henry Ford didn't actually come up with that idea. It was common practice in warfare in the 1800s to put bushes in carriages. <laughs> I mean, carriages also just being moving bushes. <laughs> I mean, yes, but the joke is that there is a bunch of, like, open <laughs> carts with bushes in them that people hit in. Yeah, you know, yeah, very Assassin's Creed. Yeah. You jump off them from a tall distance. Actually, no, you can't. You would die. You would die. You would not die. taking that mechanic. No, that's not a mechanic. You yeah. can hide in them, though, I guess. Oh, but I guess large differences in height? Um, No, no, because that's not really a mechanic, because they can look at you going up if they notice. That is more of I guess the, that's true. That yeah. is more of the people in the game not looking up. Yeah. That is not a me- Because it's not like if you go up. Does that up. mean nobody can look up in this world, Kevin? No, they can look up. Okay. Because they look up in the games once they notice you. Oh, okay, yeah, you're in fact, right. In fact, you're if right, you do yeah. something on a roof to draw attention to yourself, they will look <laughs> up. That's just a mechanic of human beings that sometimes they don't look up. Yeah. Jeremy, do you look up? Are you looking up right now? I'm not because I'm trying to be steady on my mic. Well, then you don't You don't know what's above you. I mean, there's a roof. Mm, but can you be sure of that until you look at it? Yeah, yeah, there's a roof. Man, this bush is so high. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're almost at our halfway point. Yeah. Are there any other mechanics that we need to bring into this foray? Okay, we have tall vegetation. Yes. We have the blind... It's, 
the blind side of film, but starring Sandra Bullock. Blinders. Blind, blinder vision. <laughs> blinder vision, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, we have... Crowds. Crowds. We have disguises. And vehicles. And... <laughs> okay, no, wait. How did the vehicle one work? Because you can hide in the vehicle like a bush. You hide in the, But you have to... But I think the difference... Someone... Is, so it's like the bush. I if think, somebody sees you enter the car, they can still be like, well, that person. I also think the car. difference with vehicles is... Because the only game of how vehicles are a hiding mechanic are watchdogs. Um, is that you have to be lying down. Yeah, yeah, you can't be in window so, so if you're just sitting up there, yeah, but once you lie down, you, like, blend into it. Yeah. Though I guess someone could... The weird thing is that we're also describing stuff that's very, very similar to the way things work in the actual world. Yeah. Because if someone comes up and looks in the vehicle, they will see you. I think They're not the, as good as a bush. The thing is, is that I think that we have to... With all of these mechanics... Yeah. If you, all if you fulfill the conditions yeah. of the mechanic... There's a psychic blind spot for yeah. people. Yeah. Right? They might know you went into that crowd. Yeah. But they cannot determine where you are in that crowd. Right? They might know that you're in that car. But so long as you're not in direct vision, they don't know where you are in the car. But if they but if they walk up to the car and look in, that's them breaking the blind spot. Unless tinted windows. <laughs> very, very heavily tinted yeah. windows. Yeah, but the cars like that exist. Yeah, yeah. So okay, okay, so that's the thing with cars. Uh, one more, one more note on the uh, the idea of like the highway yeah. or and the of like thing. Mm-hmm. So animals, for example, <laughs> heard I, of buffalo? Yeah, I guess you could not distinguish individual buffalo, but I guess you don't really need to. Yeah. However, I guess that makes aiming more difficult. Because um, it's kind of just a crapshoot. Well, well, no. Like no, you, I, you go, you shoot into the crowd. You'll probably hit something. Well, no, I, I, th- I think the psychic block. Here's how it works: is that you're aware of the crowd, and you have how many people are in the crowd, and how yeah. many of those things. You just aren't aware of who those people are. Which means that when you look at a crowd of buffalo, and if you were trying to kill one specific, if you're trying to kill the buffalo that killed your father, yeah. If you're trying, and you only want to kill that one buffalo, if you're on a buffalo hunt of vengeance, yeah, that buffalo that came into your house in the middle of the night and stabbed your father. That's right. With, with its horns. With, or a knife. <laughs> this buffalo had specific vengeance against your father, and you want to take vengeance back. What I'm pitching here is my next Clint Eastwood film. I have a question, Kevin, yes. before we go to commercial. Yeah. If you are hidden from something and you attack them, is it an insta-kill? <sighs> no. <coughs> I, much as, as much as my... That's huge in stealth games. Thing, as much as my... Uh, Improv elements want me to say yes. Is this not a stealth mechanic? That's a combat mechanic, and not every stealth game has. Well, it's stealth. Co- it's stealth combat. So you, so you're thinking of the idea where you're hiding around a wall, something like that, and there, and you can just single button take something down. Yeah. The idea being that you can, you know what? I would say yeah. I'd say yeah. You can you can knock someone unconscious immediately or kill them immediately. You get to choose. You get to choose. Okay, so as long as you're in stealth, you can choose to be pacifist run or murder machine. I know pacifist run is where you can't hurt anyone at all. No, you can knock people out. I guess that depends on the game. Yeah. Some games the pacifist run, pacifist runs are. Don't you interact with people? Yeah. Don't hey, you, hey, don't you know you, all these cool things over here? Don't touch them. The, don't that, touch it, Kevin. That's what I had with Dishonor with the first Dishonored game. I still yeah. want to play the second Dishonored game. The first Dishonored game was like, here's all these cool, here's all these cool things you can do. By the way, if you use them, you're gonna get the shitty ending. <laughs> like. Uh, 
So my my name when playing the Dishonored game is uh, don't play going for the good ending the first time. That game will suck. Yeah, it sucks so bad if you can't like possess a rat swarm. Why is possessing a rat swarm evil? Well, because the rats are only cause, well because the rat swarms can only kill people, so you can't they they can not you can't eat, sneak they as can't non lethally take rat but by possess means you mentally you possess a rat swarm. Oh. Okay. Also, there's more rats around. The more people who are dead makes rats appear more, which makes you be able to use the rats swarm more. Okay. The thing is that that if you if you keep if you don't kill anyone, you keep it good. The rats don't appear as much in like you know fancy. I'm going to stop you right there because this is starting to sound like a commercial for rats, and we've got to <laughs> do our real commercial. All right. We're, we're, rats hadn't paid us yet. <laughs> This week's episode of The Third Space is brought to you by The Curvature of the Earth. Is it, Jeremy? Yeah. Is it curved? Because I'm going to tell you, I watch a whole bunch of, uh, of videos on YouTube, and they're telling me that the world is flat. Well, Kevin, those are not experts. Well, if they're not experts, then how come my pencils keep rolling off my desk? Your desk isn't centered, Kevin. No, what it is, is that desks are made assuming the world is curved, but the world isn't curved, so they roll off. Kevin, if the world isn't curved, none of the math works. Oh, you think math is real? Drink, drink your water. Make it go down your sore throat. Drink, drink my tea. Drink your tea. It's called cold 911. <laughs> Call the police to your throat. Give me that mint and juniper berry juice. Yeah. Yeah, feeling better. Okay. 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 <laughs> I'm coming out of the tall grass, Kevin. Yeah. To yeah. finish talking about yeah. what people would be like in this world. You're feeling okay? I'm okay. You're feeling okay? I'm definitely a little high. <laughs> Some high vegetation. I've got a buzz. The vegetation is way on up to your neck. That's such okay. high vegetation. So, immediately my thought goes to, yeah. whenever you go somewhere on a trip, yeah. you have to be, like, tied together. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean... Because it's not a crowd everywhere. Yeah. So, as soon as somebody enters a crowd, you're like, oh, shit. Like, if I, you have kids with you, Kevin... Yeah. Like... In, oh. in our world, you see a kid with a harness, and you're like, oh, that's a hyperactive kid. In this world, you see a kid without a harness, and you're like, what are you doing? That kid just, kid could just wander into a crowd and then just... That kid could wander into the tall grass, and you'd never see them again. <laughs> you don't know what's in that tall grass. You don't know what's It's not those... a Pokemon. You don't know what's in those crowds, man. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> could be some fentanyl. Would Pokemon still... Like, so... Pokemon. The entire thing, Pokemon, is enter the tall grass, find a Pokemon. Do you think that game would be seen as more reckless? Well, they'd be like, you can't have kids going to the tall grass. You can't see them in there. I mean, it's an animal fighting simulator, so yeah. But I mean, okay. So we're fine. So we don't think that the people would be more up in arms. No, I just I I think people would be like, oh yeah, suspension of disbelief. (laughs) Well, I guess they also assume we're not crouching down the tall grass. Those people like, wait, if he goes to the tall grass, how could anything see him? He's gone stilts. He's going through their own stilts. Well, got to get the aerial view to catch those Rattata. <laughs> yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah. Yeah, but you got to be in the grass to see the Rattata. Yes. Rattata. 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 Let's call the whole thing off. Rattata? Rattata. 
Frijada. Ratatouille. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so if you're going on uh, going on any sort of vacation, you have yeah. to be a lot more... Dil- I, I guess I just, I just if think... you're going to any place you're not familiar with, yeah. with your family, like kids, you got to make sure... I was going to say vacation, but if you're just going to yeah. like, the ballpark... Yeah. <laughs> if, if your school's going on a field trip, everyone is tied together by a series of lanyards. Well, I mean, though part of that is also just like certain ages because because yes it's easier to lose a kid for a kid to just like hide somewhere in a yeah. crowd but yeah. as, as soon as you enter those crowds you can tell you know where the people are also you can tell when we're chill that you can tell you can tell there are children you tell there's the children you in the crowd you can't tell if it's your child yeah so you have to enter the ch- the crowd and be like no nope, that's just your that's your child i guess that's sorry looking for my child that explains why oh my god wait i just realized that, like every family is a crowd yep <laughs> So, which means you can never like this is, this is why people are attached right <laughs> yeah. like you to go somewhere without that casually is opening up a whole can of worms now i agree with you yeah if you're with like teenagers yeah old older kids yeah you know you, they, you, just, you just have a meetup point yeah right? they, it's just like okay if we get lost this is where we go but young kids don't understand that yeah and and if hey if you lose a few teenagers it's just this just the, the that's just the the, the process ah, i guess the puberty got them ah, the, Puberty got them. Oh, yeah. That puberty strikes again. <laughs> they they leave and they come back. You know, recognize them because now they're a different person. <laughs> they change their clothes. They grow so fast. <laughs> well, I mean, if, once again, if you know who they are, at least you can. Yeah. I think I think the biggest change this would have on people's behavior. Yeah. Is they have they, for people that they know that they're comfortable around. Yeah. There's almost this need to be close. Yeah, you want to like, be within the. We're we're within seven feet of each other. Yeah. But you know, this is a uh, a fairly normal conversation. I'd, I'd, say, I'd say we're probably about exactly seven yeah, feet apart. Yeah. So, yeah. so this is like a normal conversation distance. Yeah. But in this world, you don't want to be at the very edge. You want to be like two, three feet from. Well, because as soon as someone steps into that to complete the seven foot square, yeah. If you are not in there with yeah. it, they're just gone. They're gone. Like, oh, where'd you go? Oh, there's a crowd there. They're in that crowd. <laughs> so when they, and then you step forward, and you're like, oh, there you are. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of close talkers in this world. Uh, yeah, well, I, th- I think it's also just it would be a thing that people evolved to feel safe, to feel yeah. comfort, right? To, yeah, to be is close. to be close with other people. Yeah, which means there, might, there, though, there might be a certain amount of like danger about uh, talking to someone from across the room. Yeah, what's up, danger? <laughs> what's up, danger? What's I'm up, ta- danger? I'm talking from to you from far away. I would be raising my voice to role play this with you, but I can't. What's up, danger? What's up? Oh, I like whispering it as well. <laughs> that is, by the way, one of my favorite new like phrases, even <laughs> when it's not appropriate. Just someone shouting, I'll be like, the danger. Well, I'll be like in a convenience store, yeah. right? And I'll be like, oh, they've got frozen hot chocolate here. What's up, danger? <laughs> no, I like it. So you're, like, wa- you're walking up by the river by my house, and you see a beaver, and you're like, what's up, danger? <laughs> my... <laughs> uh, my new favorite thing to say to stuff that, that where it's not appropriate is is the is just just the phrase, "What'd you say to me?" <laughs> What's up, danger? Well, no, especially when it's something just completely not innocuous. Like, wait, what'd you what did you say to me? Like, 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 hey, did you uh, did you, did you brush your teeth today? What'd you say to me? Did you brush your teeth today? Oh yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> just be momentarily fronting on people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's why, fun. Why you got to be fronting, Kevin? Always fronting. See, well, this is the fundamental difference between hanging out with you and hanging out with me. <laughs> because I'll be like, thing that is innocuous, what's up, danger? And like, get a giggle out of it for myself. And you'll, you know, they'll be like, oh, hey, Kevin, how are you? And you'll say, what you say to me? And they'll be like, whoa, calm down for a second. And you'll be like, oh, never mind. It's fine. Well, two things. One, I only say it in ironic situations. So it's always funny. And two, I like to make hanging out with me an experience. <laughs> I like I liked people to go to when they have, when they have left a hangout session with me to go. That was weird. Okay, but Kevin, you might want to change your wording on that because literally doing anything is an experience. <laughs> yeah, but I have a very specific experience I want people to feel. Oh, I get it. So you're Kevin, the experience weir. Mm-hmm. Um, what I? How much do I get if I kill you? <laughs> uh, much less than you think. Honestly, <laughs> it's all talk. Stupid down. Down low level, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. If a fortune you entered the area too soon, if you leveled up more, I would have level matched you. Oh, but, see, I got you. Yeah, but you yeah. Lo- but you entered, then you left. Then That's okay. I'm a skill based player. I don't grind. Ah, right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, hey, there ain't nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. What's up, danger? What's up, danger? <laughs> uh, and then also, I end every time when anyone hangs up with me. But whenever a crowd comes by, I just take one step back and I walk with them. Oh, I see. Disappear <laughs> into the crowd. And it is disappear into the crowd. You sound like a frustrating person to hang out with. Incredibly. Uh, <laughs> I do like how easy it is to get away from people in this world. Yeah. I don't know if I like it, but it's an interesting concept. I mean, Everything's I, I a- think there's a, like, it's rude if yeah. we're having a conversation in a party and I just get up and leave. Yeah. Like, it's rude already. Yeah, yeah 100%. But now, yeah. it's literally like, where did I go? What the, what the, what is that? Well, I was over in the corner. And I was talking to Jeremy, and then a crowd walked by. Like, like literally, just a crowd, a crowd walked by. He said, "What's up, danger?" And he was gone. <laughs> he literally just walked by behind the couch he was sitting on. Yeah. The next thing I know, the couch is empty and he's gone. Yeah, like I, I think it's a heightened level of rudeness. Yeah, but I also think that in this world, challenging people to duels is still a thing. Wait, why? <laughs> because if you have got beef with somebody, yeah. It's very easy in this world to kill them or knock them out. I guess, yeah. Right? So it would be society's way of wrangling in that to be like, no, you got a problem with somebody. You challenge them to a duel. Uh, So you think it would be just a societal, like, um, yeah. what do you call it? I almost a growth mechanic. That's not what I mean. Uh, A societal check. Check, yeah. One of the things that that we have developed to keep society together is the idea that doing the sneak up behind someone and knock them out and kill someone is obviously it's already bad. Murder's already bad. Yeah. But it's a step higher. It's than, a, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's seen as just a very like rude thing to do. Not, like, not rude. I would say abominable, abominable. Yeah. Right. Whereas if you challenge somebody to a duel, one, not all duels are duels to the death. Yeah. Two, you're being upfront about it. Yeah. There's, there's two guys in Calgary who just went out outside of the city limits and had a fist fight. Yeah. There was a duel in Calgary. Yeah. Yeah. But here, here's the thing. Would you rather people do that or, like, shank each other in a club? I mean, okay. Yeah, go fight in the outskirts if, of Calgary. I don't give a shit. If we're doing stealth mechanics, it means we can also add in, and because we do the knockout, that's part of stealth, yeah. which means we can also do the fact that, like, if you knock someone out and drag them out and hide them somewhere. Nobody can find them. No. But they will. Um, oh. Hmm. We have to figure out the mechanics behind that. So, going off of Hitman a little bit more. Okay. Knocking someone out, and then, like, 
putting them down. Because, sorry, before you do Hitman, let's do the, the most basic one, which was like okay. Batman. Batman is you knock someone out, you put them down elsewhere. Someone walks around a corner, they see them, and they're like, ah, oh, that person's unconscious. Oh, no. Well, we better go find Batman. Uh, but the Hitman one is that you knock someone out. Put them in a cupboard. You put them in a cupboard, and then they can't be fi- found for the rest of the mission. Okay. But they are found because it doesn't count against you as you killing someone, which okay. means they can't have stayed in that closet yeah. forever. Because so, then, then they would be dead. Because then they would be dead. Um, if someone finds them, they can wake them up. So what, what are you going to say? We're going to say, like, somebody's hidden, nobody can find them for, what, two, two and a half hours? Um, yeah. I mean, those those missions aren't very long. So I'd say that probably if you're unconscious, you wake up in two hours and you're just sort of like... Oh, what happened? Why am I naked? This oh, is whatever. my seventh concussion today. Anyway, I'm fine. Then they just leave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They just get out of the closet. And, you know, maybe they're in the bathroom. They get out, they get out of the cupboard and someone's like, ah, and he's like, oh, sorry, I was knocked out, I guess. I was knocked out. They hit me in this cupboard. Oh, I'm sorry, man. That, that happened to me last Tuesday. <laughs> happens a lot. Hey, you want to go for coffee? On the other hand, if someone just knocked it on the ground, you just walk up to them and go like, hey, hey, you okay? And they just wake up and they're like, all right, no. Yeah, and they get right back yeah. to work. Yep. Yep. They're right back, right back to work. That's because they were resuscitated with the power of friendship, Kevin. Well, also, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, just just like the resurrection mechanics in, in like uh, Gears of War, yeah. Where it's like, it's like, like, you know, I was shot by six hundred bullets. Get up, all right. I can do it. <laughs> That's <laughs> the same as Borderlands. Thanks for telling Someone's me. Like bleeding out on the ground, and you're just like, you're fine. And they're like, you're right, I am. I have my favorite thing Borderlands though is you can also just shoot someone and be like, Yeah, I killed somebody. Woo Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's no real uh mechanical reason behind that. Other, just other than just it's real easy to die in Borderlands. Yeah, so ha- being able to get back by killing someone is very within the theme of Borderlands. Yeah. What a good game. Okay. What else would people be like? Because we're saying they'd be There'd be comfort and closeness, yep. even more so than in our world. Yeah, people would be tethered together. Yeah, um, if they were going somewhere, especially somewhere new. Yeah, there'd be duels. There would be duels. Yeah, uh, for the times when there are, I don't think people would avoid crowds necessarily. I don't. Which think... means that there would be no Yu-Gi-Oh in this world. Okay, what? Because you can't challenge somebody to a duel and then like bring out your Yu-Gi-Oh deck. They'll be like, "What the fuck, man? I thought we were gonna fist fight." <laughs> I mean, wait, hold on. Maybe as time progresses, the 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 so like a society like yeah, way back in the past, society was like, oh, duel to the death. That's what you do. You do duel to death. Yeah. Um, but we want to keep up the idea of people being able to confront their uh, their problems head on because it's so easy to confront your problems from the back. Yeah. Because knocking someone I out. I guess that's true. Which means wouldn't it, maybe it would eventually evolve into to. A card game or some... I guess the thing is is that both parties have to agree to the nature of the duel. Yeah. I can't show up to your house, Kevin, with like 60 magic decks and be like, I challenge you to a duel, Kevin. We'll play magic. Just like how I can't show up to your house with 60 revolvers. Yeah. Just like, I got so many revolvers, I don't know what to do with them now, man. Can we duel? (laughs) We don't want to duel. No. (laughs) But what am I going to do with 60 revolvers? A lot of killing. I try to, to order them on Amazon. Wait, I wanted did six. Did you only order the revolvers? I wanted six. <laughs> Wait, what are we supposed to order the revolvers? Bullets, Kevin. What? <laughs> no, man, I thought we just hit each other with the revolvers. We just throw them like a snowball fight. <laughs> That's a horrible idea. 
Let's find a tag team to go against. In one in in Hitman, I don't think this is total gag. I think this is just shows the skill of the character of Hitman. Yeah, uh, Agent Forty Seven is that he can take any item and just throw it really hard to someone's head and just safely knock them unconscious. Any item, <laughs> anything that's anything blunt because okay. anything sharp kills them I immediately. I see. Throwing a sharp. So if it was like a quill pen, death, death. Yeah, like if it's pa- like, paperweight, unconscious. Oh yeah, there's like, and it's it's so. It's so brutal, but literally someone can come by and just, like, wake them up, and they're just like, all right, I guess we'll go back to cooking now. Kind <laughs> mm, of make this rigatoni. Which, the only thing I have to assume is that means, like, being knocked out in that way, in the stealth way. It can't be brain damage. It's right? no, there's no brain damage yeah. to it. Yeah, it can't yeah. be. Which means you could be like, hey, I want, to, I want this two hours to go by real fast. Do you mind <clears> knocking <throat> me out for two hours? Oh, God, I finished this test early. There's still two hours left. Kevin, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, you're back there somewhere. Kevin, I'm not gonna look. I want you to knock me out. <laughs> he asked me to. So we were fine. <laughs> and then you're just unconscious for two hours. You wake up. All right. All right. Test over. <laughs> you're alerted for a little bit. You're on a high alert for a little bit. But you're like, oh, oh no, wait. I asked him to do that. Never mind. Kevin's a good friend. <laughs> I'm glad he do that for um, me. The other thing I think is that almost all interaction is more face to face. Yeah. 100%. Right. You, you, you're not going to have the same sort of communal experience of everybody sitting on a couch. Yeah. Because you know, the people are there. Yeah. But you're kind of always foggily aware of them. Well, I mean, you'd have to be within, Oh, you do have the blind side yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 Where, where you have very, st- yeah. Yeah. You know, people sit across from each other way more often than they would sit side by side. Because as soon as someone's out of your point of view, you yeah. might be aware that they're there. But like, but are it's, they? It's this weird because you all do the turn and be like, someone's taking them away and they're gone. And it you was Captain Hook. And depending on the game, you don't always notice someone is not there anymore. Exactly. Though I guess this also might just be human minds being like, well, I guess they left. Yeah. Yeah. And and I and in other games like uh, especially the uh, Metal Gear Solid games, they know when a uh, when someone's supposed to be there. Yeah, yeah. It the, depends, the, it depends the, on the game. I think the thing that I'm trying to get across is that anything that's official, yeah, or professional, yeah, or intimate, probably face to face, face to face. Yeah, doggy style, very kinky. <laughs> he could knock her out at it. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Yeah, just knock her out. Yeah, he could donkey punch at any moment, oh, and there's nothing you can do about he said it. The actual word. I mean, people need to know what it's called, Kevin, so that if somebody ever does it, they can say that fool donkey punches, and then he can be exiled from society. Uh, so, it's, so it's the idea that by giving a name, we take away the power. Exactly. Okay. By the way, if you donkey punch somebody in Calgary, I'll give you a gun with one bullet in it and take you to the edge of the city and exile you from it. <laughs> As as per the law, as per the law, a horse. No, nope, not if you donkey punch. <laughs> the, the 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 horse is only if you're released from jail. Yeah, if you, if you donkey punch, the horse is rescinded if you donkey punch. That's how low that act is. So you 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 get a gun with a single bullet and exile from town. Yeah. Ah, good, good, yeah. good. And all, all right. other towns, Kevin. <laughs> you spread the word. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's something something on before that. Oh yeah, yes. A lot of stuff will be done face to face. Yeah. Okay. What are the other things you haven't really talked about that much? Uh, we've been talking about talking about a lot of 
the, the blind side in that. What about the changing of clothes? You said everyone has a signature outfit. Yeah. But once you get comfortable with someone, then you can pretty much wear whatever you want. Yeah, well, I think it's the are. idea of, okay, so in our world, we have professional clothing. Yeah. Right? And we have casual clothing. But we also have, like, our at-home clothing. Yeah. We're basically inserting an extra look here. Yeah. Right? So you have your professional look. That's what you wear when you go to do work. Yeah. Right? Then you'll have your casual look, which is sort of your, like, I'm just going out and doing stuff. I don't need people to recognize me. It's not important. Yeah. And then there's your social outfit, which is your signature, like... <laughs> Signature look, and I do like to believe that this is this look is insane. It has it has to be something that it, that. Uh, so in Hitman, I'm doing a lot of this based off of Hitman because the disguises no, are mostly no. from Hitman. In Hitman, you cannot wear the clothes of someone who is that like if it's too cle- clearly their type. Yeah. Um, though sometimes that's 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 put off if the idea for that mission is that that person is. I mean, like I, I, th- I think the thing is, is that everyone's going to try and develop their own signature look. Yeah. Which means you're going to get a lot more like handmade clothing. I guess. Yeah. Though. No. Sorry. I'm thinking more about, about, I'm trying to figure out the exact mechanics of this. I guess someone could steal your signature look. Yeah. And, but everyone would have that thing where they could potentially figure out that you're not that person. Yeah. Cause that's not your look. Exactly. But, well, but, and the but, thing is, is that in your social environment, there's yeah. going to be people who are close enough to you. Yeah. To be able to recognize you regardless of what you're wearing. Yeah. It's more of like you go and you're like, okay, I know some acquaintances are going to be there. I'll yeah. wear my signature look and then they'll know it's me. The weird thing is the signature look is also, could also be a, uh, a, a problem because if you, if everyone's like, oh yeah, no, he always wears three scarves, one, one around, one around his neck and one around each arm. Uh, then if somebody just like knocks you out. Yeah. Takes your clothes, wears your clothes. Everyone would just assume that he is you. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. It's a double-edged sword. I, I like that we're, we are unintentionally also setting up the mechanics of Hitman, which is that everyone wears signature clothing. I mean, yeah, but the thing is, is it's useful. Yeah. Right. To somebody who you've only met a couple times, for them to recognize you, you got to wear your purple shirt with nachos on it. There's this very weird mecha- thing about Hit- Hitman. I just want want to mention that. Yeah. To pretend to be someone, you have to put on their clothes. But a lot of times, it's like, also, this person has never met this person. I'm like, then why do you have to wear their clothes? You could literally just... Because they remember every single <laughs> look that every person has ever worn when they met them, Kevin. <laughs> so, so, so like, like, I think in the first mission, you guy who wears like, a white suit and a white hat. Uh, but, like, if you just knock him out and knock him out, don't take your clothes, but just say that you're him... Yeah. They have no way of verifying that. They're not like, but you're not wearing the white in this world... That is clear. Yeah. That is why that happens is because they're like, we're meeting up. These are the clothes I wear. You know what I just realized? Yeah. Widescreens don't exist. Okay. Why? Because you're looking forward, right? Yeah. And like, I'm sure you've been in a theater where you were forced to sit too close to the screen. Yeah. Right? It's hard to keep that screen in your field of view. But in this world, literally all you can focus on is like that prime sort of cone. <laughs> right? So the benefits of widescreen that you get like more ambience, more if you're farther away, you can see a bigger picture, right? Is mitigated by the fact that you Um, have this primary vision zone and these secondary vision zones. I I might disagree just based on the idea that I don't think widescreen would exist. I think sitting close would be a lot worse. Yeah, but I think also in the same way, if the if the concept of having a wider screen is being more immersive. 
having this weird blind spot thing means that it would be a hundred percent more immersive. I guess the, that's true. The thing with a lot of like theaters, obviously, if you want to be like, we want we want them to feel like they're actually in the movie. Yeah. Then the fact that you can see like you know the in edges of the screen, the edges. But if you have that smaller blind, yeah, I guess spot, it's a lot easier to get people into VR. Movies are awesome, man. Yeah. It's hard because you can. Movies, VR, 4D experiences. Although, like, doing VR is even more vulnerable in this world. Oh, no, you're in a locked room. Yeah. Someone could knock you out in a second. One second. One second. They just hit you really hard with a wrench across the back of the head. I mean, it does not even, hurt you. It doesn't even have to be a wrench. I know. You literally just, like, flick somebody in the back of the neck. I think you have to do some sort of motion. You can't just walk up behind someone. A flick is a motion, Kevin. Okay, no, but I think you have to be some sort of violent motion. You're saying flicks aren't violent? I refuse to. I will flick you right now. Jeremy. Come over here. The concept Move here. seven feet over here. <laughs> Turn around. And I will flick you. <laughs> flick you so hard. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I just refuse. Flick you to next Tuesday. I refuse to believe that... <laughs> that someone's sitting there, let's say, reading a paper, and someone walks up behind them, very sne- not even being intentionally sneaky, just like they just are very <laughs> quiet at that moment, and then they're just like, hey, how's it going? And they touch him on the back, Knocked and they're out. just like, out. <laughs> Thump. Uh, uh, oh, jeez. Oh, 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 no. Uh, hey, wake um, up. Oh, yeah, okay. Why'd you do that? <laughs> I, I, I thought you right. I thought you knew I was behind you. I didn't. No one knows anyone's behind anyone at any point in time. What are you thinking? I guess that's true. <laughs> no one knows anyone is behind anyone at any point in time. There, there's the the fact that in those crowds you could just stare at someone outside the crowd mm-hmm. for, and they're just like, oh, "What's going on in that crowd?" I wonder. I wonder. I wonder what's going on in the crowd. There's that one really tall guy. I wonder if anybody's looking at me. Guess I gotta go in the crowd to find out. <laughs> and you look in, and everyone's looking at you. Oh God! Oh no! I'm naked. <laughs> This dream again. Oh, oh, man, there'd be some nightmares in this world. I mean, yes. I mean, there's nightmares in our world as yeah, well. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> oh, God. Uh, was there, is there anything along that, the the line of stealth stuff that we have not discussed, how this impacts the world yet? Um, I think there's there's ramifications, but I think by saying that everything professional and official is more face to face, more face to face, because because stealth has become so much easier. Yeah, because that's sort of what the everybody do. is sneaking all the time, basically, yeah, and and even accidentally once yeah. again. Yeah, like if you just if you're just sitting down in some long grass, you are invisible to anyone who does not enter oh, that long. I grass. just remembered another mechanic, Kevin. What you don't wake up unless somebody touches you. Um, well, two hours later you wake up. No, 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 but if you're asleep. Okay. If you're sleeping. Oh, that's true. I mean, if you're, if you make a lot of noise, yes. But I guess you do, you do just full sleep. When you go to sleep, you are out. Yeah. Eight hours. Disconnected. I guess, though there are sometimes things you can have where it's like, um, oh, this person's a, a light sleeper and they do this thing. Um, but that is like a specific thing that's with that person. Yeah. But I think f- for most people, you were out for eight hours, and then you get at the eight-hour mark, boom, you're and then awake. You get, and then you get up, and you're good to go. Then you get up, really and you start cooking that rigatoni. Yeah. <laughs> just, start putting, just start putting that pasta right up on the ceiling fan. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nope. That's not how you make that. You tie it around, and you spin it real Kevin, fast. Okay, you can make your pasta. <laughs> I will make my nachos. <laughs> but either way... 
I think that's what this world is like. Yeah, yeah. You, you got a lot of people who are meeting face-to-face, having duels, sleeping a good, solid eight hours. Yeah. Uninterrupted. Unless if someone makes a loud noise or, I guess, tries steps on them. Yeah, like it's, it's touch or like loud, close noise. Yeah. Then you're like, what? And then you go right back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, unless it's like right there. Yeah, unless it's like, like right there. Yeah. But no, yeah, you, so you're just fully out for eight hours. By the way, if you attack somebody when they're already unconscious, a.k.a. sleeping, you do not have the knockout option. No. That, that's a kill. <laughs> Wait, what? If somebody's sleeping. They're already knocked they're out. They're already knocked out. Yeah. Right? If you sneak attack an unconscious person, they're dead. I know there's at least, I know, I don't remember, there's at least like where you cannot get someone who's already asleep and it feels like the most redundant thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, 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 buddy, hey, buddy, wake up. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. He's sleeping now. Good. Now he'll only wake up in two hours or if someone shakes him awake. I guess that's true. Loud no. noises wouldn't wake him up anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, if you, you like you, that you, episode. Hang on. Well, well I think okay. you also, everyone has signature looks. Yeah. Try, try, try and do the wrap up, man. Yeah. Now we do the housekeeping. Um, if you like that episode, please leave a rating or review wherever you're listening to our podcast. If you like, so if you like our, our podcast uh, grows. <laughs> if you liked our weird whisper voices, you can you can let us know. Correction: If you like Kevin's weird whisper voice and my sick voice, don't. I'll, hey, I'll put all sort. I'll, I'll put all sorts of germs into Jeremy's face if you like this voice. They're great. <laughs> That's what I'll do for you, audience. <laughs> yeah, make sure you tweet at me. Rat out whoever tweets Kevin to do that. <laughs> tweet at me. I'm at Mighty Fuse. You tweet at me. I'm at Shaman K. Weir. And if you want the whole internet to know, you can tweet at Third Space Cast. Oh, well, yeah. Where yeah. both of us are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can also send us an email. be thirdspacepodcast at gmail.com. And you can check out our website, thirdspacepodcast.com. And please remember to check out my books. I have two books out. Uh, I have a book and a novella serial. Uh, the book is called Endless Hunger. It's a cyberpunk fantasy, if you're into that kind of stuff. And uh, my novella serial is called All Gods Fall. It's a fantasy adventure that comes out once a month, last Friday of a month. This, it's a romance, right? The r- romance of all, all gods sorts. All gods fall in love. All gods fall in love. I'm, I'll play with you for a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, it comes out the last Friday of every month, which means that this one's going to be coming out this Friday. And it's called Tower of Samadel. That's what this one is. I know the title of my books. <laughs> you know, also know the title of your novellas. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, so that's, that is the penultimate one for season one, and uh, it'll be coming to the end. Check it out, give it a review, yeah. so that Kevin can do a season two. Yeah, honestly, the reviews help, I mean, definitely buy the book, but reviews help a lot more than sales do in a lot of occasions, yeah. just with helping other people find the book. Yeah. And our theme song is Balrog Boogie by the Diablo Swing Orchestra. Join us next week on The Third Space, where we antagonize our listeners. I thought this was supposed to be a lie. Until then, you're a cool person who lives in a cool place. 